1: what's up everybody jacob and myself chase verdon are here to help you out with some dfs that's right we're here to crush crush souls melt minds and make you guys some money jacob what's going on man how is your weekend
0: kicking off Man, I'm doing good. I love it. Week two, always one of my favorite weeks for DFS. Uh, we get so much information to mine through from week one. How much of it is the new reality that we're living in? How much of it is, you know, totally new stuff uh, that we should be ignoring? This noise, what signal? It's a really, really, really fun time to play DFS, and it's always a fun time to be chatting with you.
1: It is, man. The, the overreactions are crazy, but it's kind of nice. It kind of feels good to, to feel validated, especially after last week. You know, the games that we picked all hit, uh, the the different combinations of lineups that, that we were putting together all hit, except for one. The most painful one of them all, <laughs> we did it on the show, my God, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Now, everything was there. The magic was there. It could have happened. It just didn't happen. Definitely a disappointment. Uh, you know, was there anything that you were really stoked about from last week that we hit on or Another disappointment outside of the Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne stack.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a week that I was ever going to like win uh, and or have you know really really high finishes. Mostly based on a lot of the best plays we're hitting, right? Like Travis Kelsey chalk head end hits. Michael Pittman was like an egregiously chalk wide receiver. I'm no matter how good of a play they are. Like if I was playing cash, I obviously would have locked Michael Pittman into all my cash lineups. He was a phenomenal play, but there's just no chance that I'm ever going to build my DFS portfolio around the chalkiest wide receiver on the slate. It's such a variance driven position. So like if the chalkiest wide receiver on the slate hits, I'm just never going to make money in tournaments that week. And it doesn't matter how great of a play they are. He was a phenomenal play at cost. Um, it's just, that's just going to be how it is. That being said, the ETN stuff was tough because that was a game that was super under owned. And it was probably the, the, lineups where I was building in really highly owned pieces of my lineup. I thought that was my avenue. I'm going to play this under-owned Jacksonville-Washington game. I'm going to use this as my avenue to bring in these other pieces that I wasn't otherwise playing. Uh, And I mean, it it hit. You just had to have different pieces. If you played the win side of that game, right, and you played him with Dotson, you played him with Gibson, um, it, it definitely could have hit. We were so close to having Lawrence and ETN have two touchdowns together. You know, we played Dotson in our, in our lineup as a bring back. So, it, you know, there was some good stuff to take away from it for sure. But that's going to be tournament life, right? We're going to be we're going to be close a lot of time and a lot of time no cigar. But excited to try and find similar spots because I'm happy that we were able to locate. You know, we talked about Eagles Lions a lot. We talked about Commanders Jaguars a lot. I mean, we, we we got to the right spots, so it was a, it was a fun week.
1: It was so close. It was so close. And I even had Antonio Gibson in a ton of lineups. That was sexy as hell. Of course, DeAndre Swift, which we talked about. But that's behind us. We made our money. We're ready to roll on to Week 2. Are you ready? Are you ready, Jacob? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's talk about Week 2. Let's let's go ahead and kick this off. And I guess I'll start out with my matchup just to get it out there because I'm going to go right back to the well on this one uh, in terms of the commanders. We have... The commanders who looked a lot better than advertised of course on offense and they were one of the highest scoring teams on the plate. Carson Wentz went from zero to hero after throwing an interception and coming back and throwing a touchdown and he made a lot of people money. Well I couldn't say a lot of people because not a lot of people played him that were not listening to the show last week. Uh, meanwhile I think the game could have been even bigger. I mean, we talk about how much the Jacksonville Jaguars left on the board in terms of Mm -hmm. points from Travis Etienne, of course, with those two balls with, with Trevor Lawrence, just air mailing a couple balls. Like they actually left a lot of meat on the bone as to what, or how bad this commander's defense could have actually been. So I want to go back to it. I want to take two of the higher scoring teams on the slate from last week. And I'm going to put them together this week with Washington up against the Lions. So, we get another bad defense right with the Lions, of course, and Washington does have a chance to succeed with this. We can see another shootout, I believe the over under for this one is uh, 46.5, if I'm correct, but either way, it is something where we're going to see just these two terrible teams on defense pretty much have or be forced essentially to score a ton. Washington struggles in the slot. So for the first time mm-hmm. ever, I'm actually going to be touting Ross, St. Brown, yes. yes. I am touting Ross, St. Brown this week. And I'm actually uh, touting Hawkinson as well. Because if we end up seeing a shaded coverage, we end up seeing them trying to overcompensate for where they were so weak last week up against uh, Christian Kirk, who put up what? uh, I think it was seven receptions. 12 targets. 12 targets. And for what, 114 yards or something absurd like that? I mean, we're seeing Ross, St. Brown possibly punch a league-winning score up there. So I'm mean, playing a lot of ominous say Brown. Like I said, if they end up double-recovering him, I think Hawkinson could still have a big week. Sure, Washington did okay up against Evan Ingram, allowing, what, four catches on four targets, I believe. But Hawkinson is a different animal. Meanwhile, we saw him play either out wide or in the slot in 20 out of his 28 routes run last week. I think that Hawkinson can absolutely be a smash play. Of course, of course, I'm playing DeAndre Swift because DeAndre Always. Swift – going to melt minds. I mean, Washington just allowed James Robinson, right off an injury. They just allowed James Robinson to have his third highest yards per carry total from any game in his entire career, the third highest. And then they allowed what Travis Etienne to have 11.6 yards per carry, I believe, not to mention the two drops that we discussed. I mean, we're talking about a massive, massive game for DeAndre Swift. Meanwhile, on the other side, Sure, you could end up going with Carson Wentz, right? And you could end up playing him. He's at a good price. I'm not going to say don't play Carson Wentz. But keep in mind, Jalen Hurts last week, who had a successful week against him, was able to do so because of the fact that they were throwing these short passes and beating the Lions underneath. I mean, he had one pass of 20 yards or more downfield. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz led the league in downfield attempts. I believe he had eight passes of 20 yards or more. You guys can find that over there at playerprofiler.com. 28 eight passes of 20 yards downfield or more. Uh, for me, they're going to get a ton of pressure on Carson Wentz. Uh, I might be fading him and actually playing this stack without a quarterback go stack somewhere else. Uh, meanwhile, I definitely want to be playing Antonio Gibson as my primary guy that I'm going to be running a ton of the lineups back with. Obviously, the Lions are poor. So we just saw them score, what? Eagles scored two rushing touchdowns or three rushing touchdowns up against them last week. I think we could see Antonio Gibson absolutely smash. Antonio Gibson's actually going to be my most rusted running back this week. Jacob, what do you say, man? What you got for me?
0: Yeah, it's a fun game for sure. I mean, similar to the game last week when you get two teams with really bad defenses, you know, you create the opportunity for a shootout. Um, I do think that there's going to be some ownership in this game, certainly on Swift, certainly on Gibson after everything that we saw for him. Uh, This is maybe a little bit more of a moonshot, but if there's one piece of this game that I expect to be super, super not owned, it would be Terry McLaurin. I don't think that he projects particularly well up at $6,600, but coming out of last week, we saw all of these short area targets go to Curtis Samuel. uh, And we saw Jahan Dotson be really involved in the offense as the number two wide receiver. He ends up scoring a touchdown twice. McLaurin was headed for a near bagel uh, until he was able to break a long touchdown late in this game. But I think, That's a guy where if I'm stacking with Swift and I want to have a Washington bring back, that might be the guy that I look to. I do think Dotson profiles as a strong play. Once again, if Samuel's taking any ownership off him, he's only 4,200 this week. I think that's a nice price on Dotson. And I've found in the past that we know McLaurin's pretty volatile. He's going to get a lot of air yards. Um, He tends to be rather volatile in his scoring distribution week to week. He's certainly overpriced, but we know that he has that massive ceiling. Uh, the Detroit lions made no effort to cover AJ Brown. He was continually able to get deep. He was continually able to work in the intermediate area of the field. Uh, and the lions are, are one of the better defenses to play top wide receivers against because they just don't have the corners to be able to match up. I believe player profiler had AJ Brown ranked as the number one wide receiver versus cornerback mismatch last week. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, this week but McLaurin should be in an advantageous spot I wouldn't be surprised if he's like two percent owned that's probably my shoot for the moon pick and then the last guy that I I'm, might be picking in this game is Logan Thomas um, Logan Thomas as a punt tight end play he was eased back into action last week but he was earning targets he saw six targets in that game he saw some downfield work uh, I, I would be pretty excited about um, playing Logan Thomas a low ownership uh, in this game as well I mean it's
1: kind of crazy because I went on and I'm I'm trying to set up my lineups and of course I'm using the DFS DFS Dominator app over there at playerprofiler.com. I mean it made me so much money last year, Jacob. It was stupid, right? Because I wanted to play like you know 50 lineups. I didn't have time. So typically with the shows that I do for the start and sit every morning, I had to go over there to the DFS Dominator to let them put my lineups together for me. And this week Jahan Dotson was in so many of my lineups that I'm prepping for in the DFS Dominator. I mean, talk about a killer play this week. That's the way to go. And you guys can go over there and put your own lineups together over there at playerprofiler.com and use the DFS Dominator. Who is your team that you're targeting
0: super heavy for this week or the matchup that you want to really go after? Yeah, well, we just talked about both. This both the sides of the Washington Commanders-Jacksonville Jaguars game, and you're sticking with the Commanders, I'm sticking with the Jaguars. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts are in a really tough spot defensively this week. They will not have Darius slash Shaquille Leonard this week. He will not be making his return. DeForest Buckner is questionable, but from what I've read, it sounds like he might be on the wrong side of questionable. If he does play, we're probably still not seeing the typical... Forrest Buckner premier defensive tackle in the game that we usually see. So we're probably either seeing no Buckner or compromise Buckner. <laughs> that is a massive difference to the Indianapolis Colts defense. I mean, those are two of the players that are probably in the top three of their position group in the entire national football league in the world that completely alters how they're going to be able to defend the middle of the field and the short and intermediate passing game. It completely alters the amount of pressure they're going to put on Trevor Lawrence. It completely alters how they're going to be able to defend the running game. And when I look at this slate, There is a lot of attractive mid-range running back options. You have Antonio Gibson, $6,200. He's certainly going to catch ownership. He had a phenomenal role last week. Uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, profiles really well at $6,700. His workload, he's just uh, quite underpriced at that part. I'm sure people are going to want to play Javante at $6,500. Najee Harris, you know, if he's healthy, he has a bigger workload than $6,200. Then you go down to Cordero Patterson coming off a big week. And then Daryl Henderson, who I think is a fragile play, but... A lot of the projected ownership I'm seeing says that he's going to be one of the more played running backs on the slate at $5,700. Are people going to play either Jacksonville Jaguars running back? I'm not sure. I do think that there is a ceiling there. Uh, I think there's a chance that they control this game, to be honest. I don't love saying that. I'm a Colts fan. But I think that there's a legitimate chance that Jacksonville wins this game, or at the very least, that it stays as a one-score game going back and forth. Robinson looked like he was the has the opportunity to be the premier rushing option, premier goal line option. He has out getting two touchdowns like he did last week. And then Travis Etienne. Uh, you know, he was used really creatively. He led all running backs and air yards uh, last week, despite just having four targets, he was able to get open on a slot seam route, almost like a tight end style route uh, that he was able to secure for a catch on a big play. And then of course has the overthrown touchdown that sent us into a total conniption last week. Plus of course the the dropped walk-in touchdown. So I loved how they used him. He's going to be going up against backup linebackers in in this game. Uh, And so I think that ETN is a guy, if they want to use him as a chess piece in this game, that's a nice spot. And then you have a lot of fun with the Colts because, you know, Jonathan Taylor is all the way up at $9,900. Uh, or, and, you know, I don't know that necessarily people are going to be able to build lineups around Jonathan Taylor at $9,900. I think more people will be in the mid range More people will be on McCaffrey, more people will be on Barkley. And so anytime you get the opportunity to play, I think a lightly owned Jonathan Taylor against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to be interested in in that opportunity. If he's going to come in 10% or below and then the wide receiver group is interesting because Alec Pierce, isn't going to play Michael Pittman. It sounds like he's trending towards playing, but you know, he's injured. He, he might be limited or he might just be less effective than he is at full strength. That opens up uh, a couple of interesting plays. You have Kylan Granson as a total punt tight end, ran 56% of the routes last week, was targeted on 20% of them. Ashton Doolin ran just 16 routes last week, uh, but he was targeted six times. And so Ashton Doolin becomes maybe an interesting punt play, and you can play him with Taylor. That could be one of the ways you're able to spend up all the way to Taylor. So there's some cheap guys on Indy. Taylor's always attractive. and than everyone in Jacksonville, uh, including of course, the aforementioned Christian Kirk and the running backs.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I don't think will be in the top 20 running backs in terms of ownership percentages. Oh, it he, just, it, I 20, I, I don't know. He's ranked over there. Number 23rd on player profiler.com. So, I, I mean, at 99, like you're already getting people scared and we haven't seen those prices rise in DFS that quickly. Like by week two, I don't think we've, we've seen it hit that high this fast. I mean, They're getting sharper and sharper, man. They're getting sharp over there. We're we're trying to to find these shortcuts, and and they're cutting us off. Michael Pittman's price boomed this week as well. But let's go ahead and let's talk about another game that I actually want to target, and this one's interesting. Don't know how you feel about it, Jacob, but the Rams versus the Falcons. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you need me to hit you with a couple facts first? Well, I'd love, to hit, I'd love you to hit me with some facts. I'm curious okay. what you have to say. Let's do that. Let's it's go. a fun let's game. Hit me with the facts. I mean, what kind of show would it be without the facts? And hit, hit me with that. the facts. Now, so the Falcons allowed 114 yards last week, of course, Jarvis Landry on, what, seven receptions. First off, Jarvis Landry is not efficient enough to ever get 114 yards on seven receptions, but he did it. Uh, they allowed 110 total yards out of the slot last week on nine or on 10 targets with nine receptions coming out of the slot. So 90% completion rate when targeting the slot last week up against the Orleans Saints. I don't know why I have to talk about this, but I do Cooper cup this week is an absolute lock, but he's going to be a lock in a lot of my DFS lineups. So I'm going to have a pretty expensive build, uh, pretty expensive taste when it comes to that. Uh, the way that I'm going to get around this is actually going to be running Marcus Mariota out there as my quarterback. I think that he's at a great value right now. He has that Mm -hmm. Russian upside and uh, we're going to dive into that a little bit, but Cooper cup. I don't think is going to see a high level of ownership or at least, you know, top five wide receiver ownership this week. Like he saw last week. I mean, we're sitting there with 9900, right. Is the price on Cooper cup. We have a 46.5 over under. I mean, it's not screaming shootout for you. They didn't play great as a team last week. It's the Falcons who people think that you can blow out, but really the Falcons were one of the best teams on offense last week. I think they were top five, I believe, scoring and scoring outside mm-hmm. of teams that had overtime games. Or they were top five in yards, they are seventh in scoring. I mean, we're talking about a, a team that is geared to beat the the Rams because guess what? They run a very similar style offense with a rushing quarterback to the Bills. They already had the blueprint to do it. They can end up running out there, and we could see a ton, a ton of volume going to Marcus Mariota, going to Cordero Patterson, who I think is an absolute steal this week, and going to your boy, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts last week saw, I believe, seven targets, uh, only brought in two of them. But what do I always say the Rams do, Jacob? They always let passes underneath, right? They let these short completions happen. We we talk about Jalen Ramsey. He plays like a a shortstop uh, on a, a batter's first at bat, where they play a little <laughs> bit deeper into the outfield. That's what Jalen Ramsey does. He plays off coverage, so that way he can run up, try to get his picks, but he also doesn't get beat deep as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see probably some matchups of Kyle Pitts on Jalen Ramsey, but we're going to see a ton of a ton a ton a ton of volume going his way. I think we'd see north of 12 targets, to be honest. So I'm locking in Kyle Pitts into a lot of my lineups. I'm locking in Cordell Patterson into a ton, ton of my lineups. And the way that I'm playing Cooper
0: Cup is I'm getting Marcus Mariota as my quarterback. What are you thinking? I, I really like uh, everything that you're putting down on this one. Uh, I think that, like I mentioned, I don't know if I believe it, but you know what I'm seeing is that Daryl Henderson's going to carry a lot of ownership this week. Um, and I, I think, I mean, everybody know, I love Daryl Henderson. He's one of my favorite um players in terms of best ball and redraft and everything this year i'm very happy certainly with how week one went but you know i'm, I'm willing to fade even the best least fragile projected plays if they're going to come into you know 15 20 25 percent ownership uh, at fifty seven hundred dollars the running back position but you know he's an incredibly fragile play right i mean even without acres just outright usurping him if, if they decide okay we're gonna do 50 50 this week then is a totally dead play at $5,700. And it's worth noting that there's always paths to failure for anyone. If they just simply catch bad luck and don't find the end zone in a DFS tournament perspective, right? Henderson could have the exact same roles last week and he could have the exact same scores last week, which is, you know, 12 points because maybe Atlanta's defense fares better than we think. The touchdowns go to other guys. And, I think that, yeah, if you can leverage off him with Cooper Cup, I, I mean, he's so expensive that it's going to be hard for him to get tons and tons of ownership at $9,900. Uh, and, and I certainly would love to play Cooper Kopp, uh on this slate. I agree. Get the cheap stack with Mariota. And I wanted to note on Pitts. I'm glad you mentioned Pitts. He's going to be a, a focus for me. Something that they did uh, last year was, you know, they basically played as their wide receiver one. This year, there was some knocked to his usage in the extent that he was brought in line more he was pass blocking a little bit more but the nice thing is is that they were able to make sure that he was running routes against safeties and linebackers more often uh in a majority of routes he was positioned against a safety or linebacker against the new orleans saints i think a lot of that has to do with that they have an actual receiver on their team now in drake london yes. as opposed to just a bunch of random dudes uh, and so if london ends up absorbing the majority of the Jalen Ramsey coverage and Pitts is able to have a little bit more room to maneuver. He's a really fun play this week. Oh, he's going to be a blast. And, you
1: know, as to your point with Cam Akers, I just got a question for you, man. Do you think the Cam Akers is going to run away from a defender again? When Matt's, when he has a guy running straight at Matt Stafford. So I'm pretty sure that's why he got benched. That was insane. Like I've never seen a running back run away, run away from a defensive tackle. It was absolutely absurd.
0: That was truly one of the worst uh, pass blocking reps I've ever seen. It was bad, dude. It was so bad. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. Now, Jacob,
1: before we go into your last game and we talk about another game that we wanted to discuss on the slate, I do want to mention I'm over here at Trophy Smack right now. This is why I don't have my normal setup. This mic that I have is not working right. So I'm having to use my webcam mic and it's just been a giant disaster of an afternoon, but we're still here. We're still doing the show for you. I do want to give Trophy Smack a shout out. I don't know if you see this trophy right here. You might think that it might be a little bit familiar from the Scott Hmm. Fishbowl. That's right. The Scott Fishbowl. Let's go. If you guys go over to trophysmack.com and you purchase your own trophy, right? you will actually get a free ring along with the purchase. That A belt, a champ chain, whatever it is, you'll get a free ring with that. Just use promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE, and you'll receive a free ring with the purchase of a belt or a trophy. Go
0: check it out, trophiesmack.com. All right, Jacob, what do you got for us? Yeah, I've got the dolphins and the ravens. We have a battle of animals, one in the ocean, uh, one in the sky, and it's going to be... A really really interesting matchup. I, I think that the news of the Ravens' secondary injuries has probably caught on in the mainstream by now. It certainly will. I think by the time we get to kickoff. But for anyone who hasn't heard, um, all of their top four corners are either questionable or out. So we're expecting either them to not play or them to presumably not not be a full strength. Uh, we saw what happened with the Ravens last year when they were missing all of their top corners and they I got worst bad. passing defense you know, in the league. Um, and so certainly an opportunity. You also look back to week one and Tyree kill really did dominate the targets. He was getting them in the short areas of the field, especially. Uh, I think that the market is going to coalesce around him. At least that was my perception. At least others who have been doing ownership projections seem to agree with that assessment. And so to me, that creates two really interesting ways to play this game. One is through chase Edmonds, who, all the way down to $5,200. He'll have ownership, but I don't think it'll be egregious. He had a really good role in, in week one. He uh, was out there on, on over 60% of the snaps. He was the clear leader in routes. And we saw what the Ravens just did last week. They allowed, I think it was like 19 targets to the running back position or something completely absurd to Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Um, you know, there should be a lot of room for Chase Hemmonds to maneuver. For those that followed the dose score last year, they would know that the Ravens uh, are, are both they both give the opportunity for running backs to, to rack up volume in the pass game, like they did last week, but also last year, they really gave up a lot of big plays uh, in the passing game. And so it's potentially chase Edmonds can get there in a big way in the receiving game. And then probably my most roster player at this point, it's hard to say because it's only Friday, but if I had to guess my most played player on the entire slate is going to be Jalen Waddle. Um, he's a little cheaper than Tyree kill. He was working in last week off of a soft tissue injury that had kept him up for most of training camp. And he still had a strong game. He did not see the type of target share that Tyreek Hill did. He was more involved in those short area design plays. I expect that now with a full week of practice, out of those injury concerns, that some of that short area work is split a little bit more evenly between Hill and Waddle. And even if it is not, what I really want to target is the big plays against this beat up secondary. And so while Tyreek Hill's edge over Waddle in week one was a lot of the short area work, I don't know that necessarily the deep work is decidedly in one's favor or another. And so I want to be taking shots on waddle speed just as I would want to on hill speed, but what I expect to be less ownership, less price, and I'm, I'm willing to buy the full stack. I'm willing to stack Tua with Waddle and Hill. I'm willing to stack Tua with Edmonds and Waddle. And if I want to do my Lamar lineups, which I expect to have plenty of Lamar-Jackson lineups, they came out very high pass rate over expectation, as did the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle's probably going to be my primary bring back. So I'm I'm going to make like a penguin. I'm going to waddle all over this slate. Uh, and I'm certainly going to be overweight on Lamar. And I don't think it'll take much to be overweight Lamar on the field on Tua, but uh, I think, Having like one two a lineup will probably accomplish that, but I intend to play uh, a little bit of two a tongue of as well. Both these teams were were very high pass rate over expectation week one. You never know how much signal that holds, but I, I think that that at least portends the potential ceiling for this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, great point. Obviously, with Waddle, you can have your Waddle. I'll take my Gibson. Uh, And and let's go ahead and move on. But before we do, let's go ahead and let everybody know that we are going to build a lineup with one of the four stacks that we talked about or one of the four uh, games that we talked about. So go ahead, let us know in the chat what you would like our stacks to be or to start out with. And we will build a lineup around that stack, which everyone gets the most comments is the stack that we're going to build. So let us know in the chat, which stack you want to see out of the games that we mentioned so far. And we'll go ahead and, and start that up. But Let's talk about this game that neither one of us wanted as our game to attack, but we thought we still need to discuss it with the Raiders and the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we saw Devontae Adams actually go off. He still didn't end up hitting that max price we wanted to see, or that we thought we'd see with Cooper Cup, right? Uh, I'm guessing that just had to do with the the ownership percentages not being as high. But 8,600, that's 13 less. It almost feels like that's going to end up being chalked to an extent.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be the about- most owned wide receiver on the slate.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to even be relatively close, especially after putting up 33 points in week one. Uh, Meanwhile, we do have Marquise Brown, Hunter Renfro. They both somewhat disappointed, obviously, for DFS in week one. Uh, Those two actually a little bit more interesting for me, but I am still fading Hunter Renfro uh, over there in the slot. The only place that Arizona is actually good on defense is sometimes the slot (laughs) to an extent. Uh, How are you feeling about this matchup as a whole? I mean, we can go back and forth and discuss it a little bit further
0: yeah I mean I think that Derek Carr is actually going to be owned and I can't think of many things I want to play less in DFS than an owned (laughs) Derek Carr like it's just you don't even need him to fail right like I I don't mind I don't mind playing Derek Carr if he's I probably play more Derek Carr than most people in DFS but like when I like playing Derek Carr is if he is either going to be like one percent owned or if he's the much lesser owned quarterback in a shootout so I can sort of just take the bet that he outscores the other guy. And then, you know, I'm, I'm able to get him and I'm able to get two pass catchers that also don't have that much ownership. And it's like, okay, if he just throws for 303, even if he's not the highest scoring, if I can get it all consolidated within my double stack, nobody's all that owned. I can push my way through the field in a really consolidated fashion. But I don't think that's the case this week. Like I think he's going to have ownership on him. Adams is going to have a ton. Um, if I'm playing anyone, I'm probably playing Waller because I think that what we're mostly going to see at tight end ownership is probably a good amount on Andrews and then the cheap guys and Waller, I don't know, he'd probably come in between like 8 to 12%, which is stomachable for sure, uh, especially given what Arizona just gave up it to the tight ends last week with Travis Kelsey. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't like of all the owned quarterbacks that scare me, like last week when Jalen Hurts was the chalk quarterback, I, I felt legitimate fear making lineups that did not have Jalen Hurts involved. I if, I if all I have to bet on is that one of the quarterbacks in my player pool outscores Derek Carr, that's a bet like I'm extremely willing to make. So probably not doing that. Um, and Arizona's just hard because there's just not that many places to attack them right now while they're struggling with injuries. Uh, shout out to me for the Greg Dorch call uh, last yes, week. that was great. That uh, was beautiful. Just, uh, I was roundly mocked. I, I believe it was the case that Chase questioned whether I wanted to first introduce our show to the world by... <laughs> by uh standing for greg dorch greg the torch dorch but my my gross clyde edwards hilaire greg dorch mini stack was you know just absolutely fantastic so gotta get that out there i think if i was gonna do anything in this game would be a mini stack of marquise brown who is basically the same play that he was last week except nobody wants to play with him anymore um because he was bad uh and i'd probably do him and uh waller and then maybe connor i, I just I think that there's a lot of other running back avenues I can take in this slate, but I don't know that I need to go to James Conner. He doesn't create explosive plays. He really needs a lot of volume to get there at $6,900. I think that there's options that I prefer to him, but he'll he'll be in my player pool. Jacob, you're missing out
1: on one big thing, and it's like your favorite thing to do in the entire world, a, a double tight end stack, right? Oh, God. Favorite thing to do? Because you could go Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, and you can go Darren Waller. But I'm actually going to be playing more Zach Ertz this week than I will be playing Darren Waller. You can lock that in because, I mean, Adams could just go off once again. Might not need a pass. I love Zach Ertz because I think they're going to be down. They're going to need to pass a whole ton. So I do see. Are people
0: going to play Jacobs this week, by the way? Like, I've seen that people are going to play Jacobs this week. I don't, like, believe it because. Every time that I think Jacobs is gonna get played, I feel like his ownership always comes in lower than you think because people just don't like clicking Josh Jacobs' name. But yes, Chris. I mean, so I think his role was okay last week. From like, um, if you if, like, if you have Josh Jacobs in managed yeah, leagues, not- it's fine. He get he got every single care. Like I don't know if he got every single carry, but he got every single like early down. Um, he got all the early down usage. They didn't use the mere white at all, but. He still wasn't getting any of the passing down usage. That was all still Bolden and Abdullah. I don't think Bolden's going to play, but it seemed like Abdullah will now take that role. Um, I mean, you need a ceiling, right? Like, I, I'm sure, I think Josh Jacobs can get you, you know, 80 yards rushing and a touchdown and a couple catches, but like, is That's he going to really make the thing. optimal lineup? I, I just don't think so. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to be on, on the Jacobs thing um, all, all, that, all that much, but we'll, we'll see you. If I'm wrong and he comes in at like 4% owned, then maybe I'll wish that I was and and just you play that he gets two touchdowns. But it's not my preferred type of bet to make at the running back position. It's like a non-pass-catching accumulator.
1: Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm staying off Josh Jacobs. I will have zero shares of him this week. All right, let's go ahead and let's go ahead with the stack. You ready to do this, Jacob? You ready to build this lineup? Uh, Yeah,
0: let's build this thing.
1: All right, we have Sean in the chat. Sean wants to do Tua, Edmonds, and Waddle. Uh, Jamie saw your Lamar Andrews running it back with Waddles or Edmonds. So both of these stacks are on this game. Let's go ahead and go with the two one, just because it just seems like more fun to play two than just to play
0: Lamar. really. Space. I never, I, I've never once, I've never once considered two to be fun. But uh, also, I, I was playing to. around with some things. You can all see these names. I was, uh, I was just, you can see how much I'm listening to Chase here. He's Chase is talking through stuff about the Rams and the Falcons and uh, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna. Slide one of these here. See, see what, see what this looks like. But uh, it's you want to do the two hundred right? one? Yeah. We'll I do the two hundred one. One, yeah, one of so these we'll weeks, we're gonna actually play a good quarterback. But we, we, we went with Lawrence last no, week. We're going with dude, wait. two of this week. <laughs>
1: Dude, get, words that will never be said. I won the DFS Millie Maker with Tua
0: Tagovailoa. <laughs> I played a lot of Tua last year. It was a little gross. But yeah, let's let's do this. I mean, again, so Tua I don't think is going to have like any ownership him on him. I think Edmonds will have some, but not not a prohibitive amount. I think Waddle will have maybe some, but certainly not a prohibitive amount. Um, who do we want to use as our bring back? I think we can certainly go Andrews. We certainly have the money for it because we're spending way down at running back and at quarterback. Uh, I guess the other option would be Bateman. I don't think I don't think anyone. I don't think any. Well, well, we should figure out who we're playing on Baltimore, and it's either going to be Andrews or Bateman, right? But oh, nobody you guys, know,
1: it's Nick Needham over there in the slot, right for for
0: Miami. So we're not playing Devin Duvernay. We're not playing Devin Duvernay. <laughs>
1: Or not. <laughs> no, let's let's play Andrews. We can play Andrews. I you know, I'm not a big Andrews fan. I think that Dalton Schultz is going to outscore Andrews and be worth more in Dynasty after this year. Uh, but and th- that might have taken a little bit of hit with, with Dak Prescott, but I'm off to a good yeah, start didn't, so far.
0: You didn't you didn't enjoy the 94% route rate from Mark Andrews last week? I thought you were worried nah. about his routes coming down. Uh, it's looks I don't like a smash that. to me. Uh, uh, all right. I like I like this I like this stack here. So what we did last week was we we took the stat from the stack from the chat. Right, and then so last week they made we us play so Lawrence, They made us play a Lawrence ETN stack, um, which which was bad uh, because they, they didn't want that. us to win money. We should have hit on it, but we didn't. And then we did the best we could after that because all the rest of our plays were money. Uh, I, I I I chose the Dotson bring back massive victory. We got Chase in the lineup. Smash. We got uh, we got did we get Swift and. Yeah, we got Swift and Taylor in the lineup. We played a three running back lineup. They both completely smashed. So things were good um, beyond beyond the Lawrence ETN. So what are we going to do here? We're each going to pick one play and then we'll agree on – or we're each going to pick two and then we're going to agree on a defense. Chase, would you like to go first um, or would you like me to go first? We got a running back, a flex, two wide receivers.
1: Uh, I I need to get my guy. Um, The one that I've been touting, the one that I think is going to have the best week overall – and I don't think he's going to see the ownership that reflects it. Uh, that's Cooper Cup at 9,900. I know that makes Ooh. it tough for us, but we paid like down it. already. Let's go ahead and, and run it with uh, with Cooper Cup.
0: All right. So I'm going to just put a placeholder D in, um, just just so that we have some sort of semblance. I mean, everyone's going to play since we can't we can't do that. Um, okay. I'll put put in just the Jets D as a placeholder. So we have 4,800 per player. Spending up for Cup. And spinning up for Andrews puts us in a little bit of a bind here. But let's see what we can do in this spot. I, I'm going to
1: come off Andrews, too. I mean, just saying
0: we, we could, we could, we could. Um, all right. I'm going to I'm going to go and I'm going to get us some salary. All right. Okay. I'm going to get us some salary. Uh, I'm going to really, 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 get us some salary Oh, God, what are you doing? Jacob, what are you doing, man? I'm going to put Ashton Doolin into our lineup. That's no, what I'm you're gonna do. not.
1: No, you're – dude, for real?
0: No, Alec Pierce, okay? Injured Michael Pittman. Think about everything that Curtis Samuel was able to do last week. Now, you can say Paris Jacob, Campbell potentially.
1: You got lucky with Greg Dortch, okay? And now you're putting Ashton Doolin in there? and You're going to ruin our show.
0: Nobody's going to come back. Buddy, if, if the player profile are subscribers – are out on promoting Ashton Doolin, then Matt Kelly would have to close down the website because he's been at this for about three years. And so I, like, as a Colts fan on a player profiler platform, when he's actually a reasonable play, I, it's your fault. You made us play Cooper Cup. I, I have to save a salary. I'm sorry, but we're doing Ashton Doolin.
1: Dude, I knew you were up to something. I, I heard your voice. I was like, what is he doing? What is he doing oh okay so you saved us some salary i'm gonna go ahead here's the
0: good news we we can play the chalkiest remaining two people that we want you can play anybody you want now
1: well you know who i'm taking right now like it's my dude this week i think he's gonna finish up as a top three running back antonio gibson is going to smash up against Detroit. Uh, We already saw what they did. I mean, three touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibilities. And the best part about Gibson was he was getting used downfield. Like the routes he was running were deeper routes. So you're not seeing just dump offs to to Gibson. You're seeing designed plays that are going his way 15 yards down the field. And it it made me think, it did make me think, Jacob, if Brian Robinson, if Brian Robinson didn't get hurt, would they be using Antonio Gibson more like Curtis Samuel is, is getting used currently? Or was Gibson actually in the doghouse? Like, could Gibson be seen the same sort of touches that a Debo Samuel would have seen because he played wide receiver? Because that's his build. Like, he's built bigger than Debo Samuel. Imagine a bigger, faster version of Debo Samuel in, like, in the Debo Samuel role. Like that. Oh, it's God, man. I'm I'm getting a little bit too hot and bothered right now. I I need to take a break. But no, Gibson should be touching
0: So unfortunately, you continue to take away all of my salary flexibility. (laughs) Um, Okay, so maybe this is part of your plan all along. This might have been a part of your plan all along to get out of Mark Andrews. I'm going to come back to this. I want to see what our lineup looks like. If instead of Mark Andrews, um, I I put in Rashad Bateman. Um, And then to see, because I do not like anybody at $4,900 and below. That's for sure. So, I want to see what the baby version of this lineup looks like. It would leave us with fifteen hundred at tight end. So that would mean that I don't. We don't. We could actually play Pitts at this point instead of Andrews. You could play Pitts. That would leave us four hundred additional salary. Either we could play not Ashton Doolin. Who's is there anybody Do we want to playing run it here? back?
1: Do we need to run it back? What if they spread the ball yes. around throughout the offense? I don't think we need to run it back.
0: Well, I, I want to run it back because. The Baltimore Ravens I mean it's not a very spread out offense. They don't have a lot of dupes. Like it's so they if got this game's gonna Duvernay get pushed. Duvernay's not a dude. Yeah, Duvernay's, yeah, du- not du- a dude. Duvernay. Duvernay's not a dude. That's Duvernay that's never happening again. Duvernay
1: that's never happening pain. again. You're gonna eat never your world, happening bro. again. Um,
0: Maybe not this week, but um, happen. That was the highest that was the highest scoring game you'll ever have in his career by by a lot. Um I I think yeah, that man. I think that I'm I'm pretty set that I want to have a run back here on the Ravens. Um, but I'm, I'm open to it being Bateman. Uh, and let's see, I think what we can do here is if I can't, is there anyone better? $3,600. Oh, we could almost play Campbell instead of doing, but, um, yes, what, that would be what, an you? okay call. We'd have to play the Atlanta defense or the Texas hey, right. defense.
1: You are tilting so hard right now.
0: Well, uh, yeah, you're, you're, I don't really want to play that. The, the Houston Texans defense. That's for sure. Um, and we can't play the Atlanta defense because we're already stacking this game up. All right. If we do this, or we do the pits with the cup, <laughs> if we keep in doing, what can we do defensively? Like we can't play the lions because Gibson, but we can play the Seattle Seahawks defense. I, I think, I think with the bind, the Kobayashi Maru that you put me in by forcing 15. What was this that you put in? You may, you spent $16,300 in salary on your on picks, picks? <laughs> on, two on, picks. Two picks <laughs> on two picks, on two picks, right? I, I was forced to to go to get my Costco coupons, uh, and spend just. I gave you a reason to play Ash Spend and do Don't just you eighty-seven. Like a of, victim. I, I am a victim. I'm a victim, but I have escaped victimhood. Uh, and and we've put together this lineup for the audio listeners. Our lineup is Tua Tonkaviloa, Chase Edmonds, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Waddle. Cooper Cup, Ashton, Doolin, Sisson, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, and the Seattle Seahawks defense. That gives us a little double stack on the Dolphins with a Bateman bring back. It gives us a secondary correlation with Cup and Pitts. We added Gibson. We add in, of course, the best play on the slate, Ashton, Doolin. We're going to go ahead and hit enter. That's 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 the maker lineup, I'm sure. How could you not win the Millie Maker when you have Ashton Doolin? Um, oh God,
1: Jacob.
0: What, you want to finish this show out on a high note. I don't know how you get a higher note than than putting Ashton Doolin, uh, you know, into your lineup. But oh, what, what's what's the high note? First off, don't you have an ad read that you got to do? I do have an ad read that I got to
1: do. Come on, Jake, I do have, have an ad read, read that I got to do. And the funny thing is, all right, so we have an ad read, right? Like, where it's for Sleeper. But I'm like, why does Sleeper need an ad read? Like, people don't have their leaks on Sleeper? That's still a thing? Are people still using ESPN right now? <laughs>
0: people, people are using ESPN or something?
1: Yeah. People like, dude, it should be on sleeper. All your leagues should be on sleeper. You kidding me? Go over there, get your leagues on sleeper. This should not even be an ad read. I don't know what you're even doing. If you don't have your leagues on sleeper, get them on sleeper today. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform. It's advancing. Every time that, that like I turn around, they're like, Oh, what should we improve? And then two days later, it's completely done if it even takes two days, like they take suggestions, they answer your stuff on Twitter. Like they're the sickest platform out there. And it's, it's like, it should not have to be an average. You should already have your leagues on sleeper. That's all.
0: There you go. I agree. I love sleeper. Uh, and as much as I love sleeper and as much as I love Ashton Doolin, and as much as I love Chase, and as much as I love all of you in the comment section, another thing that I would absolutely love and that you should all get to love is no house advantage, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. We want to talk about dynamic. Ashton Doolin is dynamic, but almost <laughs> as dynamic as Ashton Doolin is the type of platform that How's Advantage offers. You can play in pick contests versus other people for the shot of winning $250,000 plus in co- stone-cold cash. You can download the app, you choose a contest, you select your player props, you earn points when you make the correct picks, and you climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. Big money, that's what you get No the most advantage. That's what you get with Ashton Doolin. You can test your skills versus the house 20 times your entry if you get all your picks bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. That includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code UNDERWORLD at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. $25 deposit match, turn that into $250,000. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports, Redefined, because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. Check out No House Advantage. And make sure to, I would play some pick with Ashton Doolin. I mean, you know, that's, that's what I would do personally.
1: Oh my god, I
0: can't The house pretend. might not have the advantage, but if you play dueling, you'll always have the advantage. You will have the advantage over over opposing corners. You have the advantage over your competition in in DFS. You'll you'll be dueling you'll be dueling it right. I will never hear the end of this if you actually get that one uh, on. The oh my level. god! Please, I will ask never
1: that. hear the end of it. Uh, is there anybody else we should bring up, or are we ready to get out of here? I mean, honestly, like I feel like we covered every angle. I know I did make one mistake. I said Hawkinson ran. 20 routes out of the slot and wide receiver. That was actually Kyle Pitts. Out of the 28 routes he ran, 20 came at wide receiver or slot. So I love Kyle Pitts. I'm happy that we got him in the lineups.
0: You guys should too, of course. Jacob, anything else we need to note? No, nothing big. Just a fun, a fun, fun week. You know, and I think in mom, when you're playing this week, at least I will, is like early in the season, you know, the pricing is still a lot looser than we think it is. Um, we don't have enough information. People will know exactly who these players are. The DFS sites certainly don't have enough information to know exactly who these players are. And it's another great week to make bold sins, out Robinson. take oh, sorry. The games that you believe in and, you know, apply that conviction, right? If you think you can find an edge uh, and you can, you can apply that edge. Uh, there will be things that we look back on and see like, Oh yeah, I can't believe this guy was priced this high or this guy was priced this low. Why did we ever have Ashton Doolin price at thirty two hundred dollars because he's obviously the best player uh in the the national football league these are the types of things that people will will wonder so uh definitely going to be a fun week it'll it'll be a more fun week i think if you if you play a lot of Ashton Dulan. oh my god all right jacob let everybody know where to find you and let's get out of here you can find me on twitter at ff underscore rtdb if Ashton Dulan scores a touchdown make sure to tag me if he has zero catches for zero yards uh just you know go about your business, go smell the flowers, make an apple pie, something like that. Uh, Otherwise, you can find my piece for Player Profiler, my weekly piece, The Hitchhiker's Guide to Running Back. That's my seasonal fantasy column. You can find that on, of course, playerprofiler.com. You can also find that pinned to the top of my Twitter feed. You can find me in the Full Tilt Discord. You can find me in the Bulletproof Discord. uh, And you can find me on the Full Tilt Honesty podcast on Tuesdays. And if you like me and Chase, you can find us both, of course, on Fantasy Intervention on Wednesdays. Yeah, you said it all, man. You nailed it.
1: You guys can find me over there at ff underscore intervention on Twitter, of course. Go check out our stuff. Until then, man, we're going to try and do a little better next week. We didn't have it all together, mainly my fault, actually all my fault this week. Next week, we're going to nail it, I promise. Peace out.